Today is November 24th, 2020, and this is the Omnibump Podcast. We are back. We are back. We are back. As always, we are back. That is the motto of the Daily Sports Network here. And we are back for another episode of the Omnibump Podcast. Yes, we are. And today is a fun episode. We're going to get a little off-season, a little uh, Thanksgiving involvement. Um, But starting it off, we have to talk about Robinson Cano. He gets suspended last week. Uh, for a full season for his second offense. Uh, his next offense, I believe, would ban him from – not ban him, but it would uh, – life? I don't think it's necessarily a ban for life. I just think he would be suspended indefinitely. I don't think it's like a ban, like he can't be involved in baseball, but I pretty much think this one kind of did him in any way. I don't think – he definitely won't play again for the Mets. He definitely won't play again for no, the Mets. Yeah. But, I think part of this was like Uncle Stevie trying to mm-hmm. put – put Robbie on an island just so they could have an extra 24 mil to maybe go get DJ or steal him from the Yankees. Cause I don't know for sure. I, I don't, I don't know, but I, I feel like there's some owners in the MLB that have some pull that if something comes up, they may be able to brush it aside. I don't know. I could be very wrong on that, but I know how sports work and I've seen that in other sports. I feel like even if Stevie had the option to do that, he would have just been like, no, you're good. You could spend him. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Because most likely this, I think in the contract, we can now not only get out of this year, which that's already been announced. We have no money this year towards him. Um, but it also, I think the future money can be voided because he had it in his contract or when he got traded to the Mets, it was after the suspension, it was an amendment. Um, so we'll see on that front. But I mean, as a Mets fan, I, I realized this very quickly. This hurts – Every other team in the MLB more than does the Mets. Uh, they don't lose. Yep. They don't lose a lot with Cano. He was good for us last year when he was healthy. He was really good. But we have McNeil, who's a natural second baseman, and also McNeil can play all over. So I'm not too worried about that. But this hurts other teams because it expands our pursuit of a guy like DJ LeMay and anybody else in that the league they were pursuing. I mean, it gives them an extra 24 million back. Basically makes Marcus Stroman for free plus an extra five million, twenty three million, I think it is actually. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's struggle city for other teams. Yeah, that's not a contract CV would have ever signed on the books himself. He wouldn't have paid Robinson Cano, who's what thirty six, thirty seven now, twenty four mil a year. So. I think it's also just ridiculous. Obviously, Robinson's not a young player. He's not a minor leaguer. He's not trying to make it. He could have had a borderline Hall of Fame career if he just didn't do steroids. He's a uh, 300-plus hitter, potentially 3,000 hits. Like He would have been like a textbook Hall of Famer. 
he wouldn't have been great, but he would have gotten in after a couple tries. And but now I don't think that happens. His his swing was so natural. That's why I really feel like he was just a natural player. And it, I can almost understand steroids when it comes with a young guy, right? A guy in the minor leagues who's trying to get a chance and trying to just get into the league. I don't like steroids at all. I want to preface that. But in the same thought process, if it's a guy who's a minor leaguer who gets his call up and has a chance to go hit 30 home runs, knock in a couple, bunch of RBIs, and get a quick contract, I can almost understand it. But for a guy like Robinson Cano, who's been busted before, who has his money, he's not trying to make money. So I, I don't – even before the first time he got busted, he had the money and he had the, the stats. So I don't understand the thinking. I really don't. Maybe he, he'll probably spin it as I was trying to stay healthy. Um, which, or, or some doctor gave him some supplements and he didn't know it was on the band list or they didn't know that the supplement included whatever it was. It, we'll hear the same usual lines. Yeah. And same, yeah, we've heard so many different ones in all other sports. I mean, there's sports where they say, um, they were taking prescription drugs for their wife to get pregnant or they were doing it for whatever other reason. Um, you, you'll never really know. So with that being said, uh, $23 million back to the Mets. And speaking of money being spent in free agency, we want to start a new uh, activity of sorts for the podcast, a segment for the podcast. And basically, it's a mock negotiation for a free agent. And I think we could do this longer as long as it plays out and sounds good and works out. Um, so basically what's going to happen here is we're going to do Trevor Bauer and DJ LeMayhew and do their free agency negotiations. Todd's going to play the role of the player, and I'm going to play the role of the teams negotiating for that player. So I'll basically go through a couple teams and their offers and their pitches. Todd will hear them all out, maybe send a counterback or whatever he wants to do. And then he will make his decision on where he would like to sign. So, like I said, starting with Trevor Bauer, I'm going to start with my first offer. So, the Boston Red Sox. Have, Hi, I'm Trevor Bauer. Hi, we're the Boston Red Sox, and uh, we have we have an offer for you. We know that we're not the biggest destination, but we are Boston. We're still Boston. We have Chris Sale. We have hitters in this lineup. We're going to spend more money. Um, we can't go as high as what we're expecting from other teams in years or dollars. But our offer is five years, $150 million, $30 million a year. And like I said, you would be up there with Chris Sale. You'd be in Boston. You'd be in Fenway. Get to play the Yankees a bunch of times per year. Your name for marketing is going to be awesome. And, uh, yeah, we really think you'd be perfect for this rotation. Well, thank you, Mr. Mr. Heimbloom. Um, as, as you know, based on my, my Twitter account, that I talk about all the teams all the time. So I'm really one of the freest of free agents, I would say. So I appreciate that offer. And while I consider also the possibility of a one-year deal somewhere, because I like to, as you know, I like to gamble on myself. I'm still only 30 years old. I could get an additional, I could gamble on myself one more year and then get an additional contract. And I'm not sure. I, I might want to 
have the opportunity to be the ace somewhere. And with, with Chris Sale, I will never be the ace. I will always be the number two guy. And I believe I have a stuff. I'm a, I'm a Cy Young winner and would like to be your go-to pitcher. Pitch number two. Cincinnati Reds are calling. How's it going, Trevor? What's up? It's a long time no see. How's Sonny? He's good. He's good. We're hoping you're going to come back with him. So our starting offer, we're in Cincinnati. We have to follow our curve of our franchise and follow the success. And we can't overpay in years that we're not having success. So our offer to you is, you know, we're going to pay you the, the money you're asking for, $35 million a year. But we're going to do a one-year deal at 35, which is probably higher than you'll get other places, most likely. And then it will, they will have a um, – after year one, you'll have the option to return for $35 million for year two. So the total would be two years, $70 million with a – your option, smack dab in the middle, and you can then bet on yourself in a way, and you also have the ability, if you don't do what you've done in previous years, you're still making at least $35 million in year two, and then hitting the market again. Well, that offer really, really is attractive to me because, like I said to the Boston Red Sox and all the other teams, I really want to gamble on myself, but I'm also a little bit concerned about my my previous performance, I, I want to really maximize on the fact that I'm a Cy Young winner and just coming off a Cy Young year. So I had a ERA plus last year of 276, 12 strikeouts per nine innings, a whip of less than nine, it was 0.8, which ranked first. And I had the best ERA in baseball, which will all of those stats ever happen again, working in my favor? Probably not. And in 2019, as you guys know, I did not have as good of a year. I had an ERA close to six or over six. And while in years before that, I was pretty good, I never had been at the true Cy Young level until last year. So I will have to consider whether I gamble on myself being, being as good again or if I should cash in now and try and get long-term money. We here at the Cincinnati Reds, we respect that. Um, we thank you for what you did in the short time you were here. And after you hear all your pitches, if you need us to go up in the dollars in the short term, we are more than happy to do that because we think we can compete for at least the next two years. And, yeah, so I guess we'll hear back from you at the end of the week. Wow, guys, thank you so much. Tell, tell Sonny I miss him. Pitch number three. San Diego Padres are calling Trevor Bauer. How's it going, Trevor? Ooh, my California guys. What's up, guys? Sir, sir. No, we want you. We, we want you here. We want you here. Back. As the weather, bro. Weather is just, you know how it is, Trevor. You know how the weather's going to be here. It's not great like the weather in Cincinnati, right? No, 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 no. I don't know why you'd want to go back there. It's just so cold. Um, we're, we have a pitch for you, and we think it's a strong pitch. Um, we're willing to go five years, $175 million, which, you know, we have to pull out our, you know, 
our math because we're not we're not really good with math in our heads. So we have to find out what that is per year for you. It's uh, thirty five million dollars per year, um, and that's probably the top dollar you're going to get. Also, you're going to have the ability to be the by all means ace this year, especially with uh, Mike out for the season. Mike Clevenger, your friend. Really good friend, actually, so that plays a role. He's also uh, a friend of my favorite podcast, the Omnibum podcast. Yeah, he is a friend of that podcast. That's awesome. Um, and then next year, in year two, after you're the ace for one year, you'll get him back. You'll get – it'll be you, Mike, Lamette, uh, Chris Paddock. We're going to have a star-studded rotation alongside our star-studded lineup with Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, we're ready to rock and roll, and we feel like you're the perfect piece to fit into this roster to make us World Series champions. Wow, guys, awesome. I can't wait to catch some waves and, and hit the Cali sun. Uh, I'm a Cali kid, as you know, and would love, to, would love to come home, and that money sounds right, and also be with my, my boy, Mike Clevenger. So I will keep you guys updated, but I would say you guys are – one of if not the favorites right now thank you so much and and again if you need us to go up dollars years actually years we're actually not too keen on going up in um but dollars we could definitely advance that we have we have the we have the payroll so we'll talk to you soon all right great guys surf's up option number four los angeles dodgers are calling what's up trevor What's up, guys? LA boys. What's up, man? I don't know if you heard from our secretary, but uh, we we did win the World Series last year. Um, so we have some ratings. We have extra money to spend. So, yeah. I wasn't really paying attention. You know, I was, was on Twitter a little bit. Yeah. No, that's why, I, that's why I was hoping my secretary told you because we like to tell everybody that, you know, when they come in here that we've been in the World Series, I think, uh, three of the last four years. And um, – one one finally so it's a pretty big thing for our free agents our offer here pretty simple as i said we are champions we're going to contend every year um five years 175 million 35 million dollars a year and yeah that's our blanket offer as you know we can go up in dollars um if you'd like us to or i would say if you like us to but if there's an offer out there that you we would like to beat any offer you can get we could match any offer basically is what i'm saying we think you're a perfect fit uh, next to Walker Bueller um, in the top of that rotation. Uh, we only have um, Kirsch for one more year on contract. Knowing us, he's pretty key to us. We'll probably get him back here, but it would create a very good thing at the top, and we're going to continue to add to this roster. So we're hoping to throw you into a roster that can win this year. Yeah, I really appreciate it, guys. And you, and you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the big market teams. I kind of like to blaze my own path if you know bra so i don't know i'll have to consider it uh padres came in with a pretty pretty sick offer themselves and they got some mud boys there and yeah the uh the san diego padres oh the sandy okay so um yeah so we're gonna up our offer um we're gonna go five years uh 185 that's going to add uh, $2 million per year onto your total to make it $37 million a year. 
five years, 1885. That would make you, I believe, off the top of my head, the third highest pitcher in baseball, maybe the second highest paid pitcher in baseball. Um, we think that highly of you. So, like we said, we'll, we'll match anything that comes our way. Well, I appreciate that, guys, a lot. And, and we'll definitely be in touch. I'll let you know either way. Sounds good, Trevor. Option number five and final option. Wow, five options. Stevie Cohen's calling. Trevor. Ooh. Trevor, how's it going? Stevie, Uncle Steve. What is up, Trev? I saw you on Twitter, bro. I know, man. I, I saw your really thoughts, you? too. Yeah, man. Yeah, really you? It was really me. And I feel pretty strongly about the attitude you're going to bring to this to this city. Uh, the New York Mets have a big offer for you. We are willing to offer Trevor Bauer, the most exciting pitcher in baseball, to come play mm-hmm. along, come play alongside Jacob Degrom, Marcus Stroman, Noah Syndergaard. We're going to offer you seven years, two hundred and ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. Comes out to thirty million a year. We understand you could probably get more per year from other teams, but we're willing to offer the insurance of seven years now to make you more comfortable because you are 30, so you could have one more contract in you. After the fifth year, you have the option to opt out. So it could turn in to what would amount to a five-year, $150 million contract with an opt-out. And then if you opt in, you get the extra two years, $60 million. Um, We could also increase the money on the front end, because I don't know if you've heard, uh, we did uh, just gain a bunch of money back from Robinson Cano. I also have endless amounts of money. So what if you want to come up in the first two years, first three years, even the first five of that option, we can work something out. We really want you here. You're an exciting guy, and we want you on this roster. Dude, that's Dude, awesome. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of Uncle Stevie. Uh, I hated the Wilpons and would have never even picked up the phone for the Mets if this was, this was Jeffy Wilpon on the, on the other end. So really glad to hear from you and hope the Mets are – back in business soon i just don't know if i'm a big market guy some of my cali boys have been hitting me up you know so i'll figure it out yeah we we understand that we we kind of felt that going in that uh you like your small markets and west coast um we hope the money we can offer you can adjust to that and we're hoping that the money you could see we're going to be spending on this team in that next five seven year process um we hope that that'll entice you to come to this roster and uh, yeah, just just let us know what you're feeling. Awesome, guys. I'll be in touch. Okay, so five offers have been sent to Trevor Bauer. Red Sox five years, 150 million. The Reds two years, 70 million with an option. Padres five years, 175. Dodgers five years, 185. Mets seven years, 210, with an opt out after the fifth year. What does Trevor think? I'd like to hear some negotiations with the uh, with the uh, San Diego Padres and also the New York Mets. I really like the security of the added years potentially, and also the potential to maybe bet on myself further after those five years. So you've narrowed down your searches to San Diego Padres and the New York Mets. That is correct. Correct. Who would you like to call first? Uh, let's call my boys in San Diego. Up, Trevor. How's it going today? How's it? How's the free agency treating you? San Diego, so what's up, boys? 
So hear me out here, guys. I'm a big Cali guy. Uh, Uncle Stevie called me the other day, and he said he was willing to give me seven years. Seven years, guys. Less average annual value, though. So if you guys would be willing to uh, come up to, say, seven years, 225 mil with a opt-out after the, uh, let's say, the uh, fourth year. What would you say? That seems steep for us. Um, yes, we have the money. And in the short term, in the five years, we can probably come up a little more on the dollars. Um, but we don't want the uncertainty of year six and seven, because by that time, uh, we could be losing guys like Tatis, guys like Paddock, if we don't spend on them. And that money could hurt that too. So what we can do is definitely come up in the short term. Um, well, let's, 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 let's talk here, right? We can go the seven years, seven years, 35 million a year. Okay. So we'll, we'll start with the process with that, but that's 245 total, seven years, 245. But oh, I, know want, I know you want your opt out. Where do I sign? I know you want your opt out after five, but instead of a player option, the option would be on our end after five. It would be a team option for the final two years, not a player. Bummer, boys. Listen. I really like the – I'm a big believer in the players having control. I, I really love the, the Players Association and fighting for what's right for the players. So, uh, and, and we absolutely respect that. We know you're going to – have another offer here probably from another team um our other thought process here is if you don't like that team option which isn't for everybody we understand we would come back down to the five years and we'd up our total dollars per year to 38 million dollars a year so jumps our number up a little bit for you um that's eight million dollars a year extra and taxes are better out here in san diego and um 190 million dollars would be the total value on the five-year deal with no options at all Okay, okay. I, I, that, I, that offer is under serious consideration, and I will, I will be in touch. Sounds good. Well, we, will, we will hear from you soon, I hope. Give me, give me 24 hours. Sounds good. All right. Stevie Collins calling. Uncle Tra Steve. Trevor, how's it going? How's for agency? How's it going, guys? Uh, I really appreciate the, the seven-year offer, especially with the, the team flexibility. Um, I'm not really a, a New York guy, so I think what we'd have to throw in there is a little bit of extra money, and I'd probably need to uh, live somewhere pretty pretty secluded or pretty – maybe on the beach. Maybe I'll live, you know, somewhere in the Hamptons, have a nice – Hamptons house. So if you have contact with a realtor in the in the Hamptons, get me hooked up with a house and maybe a private private helicopter ride to games. Yeah, I mean, listen, what we can offer, first of all, the money we can go up on. So um, not in the full total of the deal, but years one and two, we can go up to 40 million a year. So it'll be front loaded. Years one and two goes 10 million a year up. It goes up to a total value with the opt-in of seven years, 230. So you get extra 20 million there. We can also offer you a couple of things. Um, 
don't worry about the housing. We're going to pay for your house. We're going to pay wow. for your house in the Hamptons, wherever you want to be. We're going to pay for your house. Um, also, uh, we'll work on the private jet, but we don't we don't see that as an issue. We have a bunch of sponsors we can work on. We do it with other players too. So that I don't I don't want to go ahead and say it without uh, finding out w- where you're going to be coming from, where you're going to be living. Um, but I'm Steve Cohen. We're going to work that out. Um, yeah. And the third amenity is we know you have family and friends who you love. So every game we're going to give you a suite at City Field for your family and friends. I saw. Um, the Phillies did that with Bryce Harper a few years ago, and you loved it. You talked about it a lot. So, yeah, like I said, that's all the amenities we got you. Seven years, 230, with all that included, we hope you sign with us. I, I don't think there's another offer I could consider at this point. Um, I'm signing on the dotted line with, with Uncle Stevie right now. Would Trevor Bauer like to call the Padres back, or is he just going to pretend like they don't exist? Uh, I will give the Padres a call. Trevor, ready to sign? Hey, guys. So, uh, oh, no. as you know, Uncle Stevie owns the Mets now, and he, he made a big offer to me, giving me a house in the Hamptons on the beach, uh, potentially hooking me up with a, with a private helicopter out to games, a suite for my family. And while I really appreciate it, and I'm, I'm a Cali kid at heart, uh, what the Mets had to offer in terms of being a team where I could really – make a statement and be a a name brand for them while getting a ton of money and locking up my family's financial future, I couldn't say no. So while there is a fifth year opt out there, maybe maybe we'll talk in five years. San Diego Padres hung up the phone. Ouch. <laughs> so there it is, Trevor Bauer, seven years, two thirty. He's getting a house in the Hamptons, a suite at the game. Um, both those things aren't actually that unrealistic. I've seen the house for sure I've seen players do before. Uh, Cespedes has had it in his contract that he wanted a horse farm. He wanted horses. That went through. Uh, you know, Bryce Harper had, like I said, the suite. So we see all these things all the time. That was just really good for our first uh, maca. I had a lot of fun, more fun than I thought I was doing that. We're not done yet. We have Mr. DJ LeMayu coming up. I don't know. Does DJ even talk? Like, what do I, I do? I don't know. I think he's. I think he's minimal words. I think he's just thanks. Yeah. Like thanks. Yes. No. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Let's jump in. All right. DJ LeMayu. This is the St. Louis Cardinals calling. Hi. How's it going? We're uh really uh happy to have you on the on the phone here. Um, as you know. We have a you know pretty good history in St. Louis. Uh, we're losing our second baseman this year, Colton Wong, the free agency most likely. Um, and we want you to come join the guys we're building here. And you would be you, Mike. Uh, um, pitcher, our starting pitcher. Um, we're on the spot here. Uh, we didn't really expect you just to say hi when you answered the phone. We wanted more time in our thought, but we understand. Um, Jack Flaherty, Josh Flaherty. Pitcher, Paul Goldschmidt. Thank you for helping us, DJ. Um, so what we would offer today is a shorter term deal than maybe you're going to get, uh, but you would get a chance at another contract. We're offering three years, $70 million, and it's a pretty lucrative deal for you in total dollars, we feel, maybe we're not. That's kind of what we can offer right now. Uh, we think you'd fit perfectly in this stadium, 
in this lineup. We think he's got like a glove. What do you think? Uh, thanks. I mean, uh, I was pretty good last year. Uh, I like to stay humble though, but you know, in, in New York, um, I've been really good. I haven't had a year with a batting average under 300 since 2015. Uh, OPS plus last two years, 135 and 177. Fourth best WRC plus last year. Was one of five guys with OPS over 1,000. And K percentage, strikeout percentage under 10%. So I'm pretty good at putting putting the bat on the ball. So uh, I'll have to think about it. I want to hear what the Yankees say. Thank you, DJ. That's that's all we can ask. And um, we hope we hear back from you soon. Cool. The Toronto Blue Jays are calling. Hello, DJ. Hey, guys. How how's it going today? How's how's the uh how's the week been? How's free agency been for you? Uh, it's it's been alright. Nice, nice. Well, we here in Toronto have a nice offer for you. Um, we understand you're going to get offers from bigger from bigger teams and um, bigger markets, and we don't peg you as a big market guy. Um, we are going to be there's a chance we might not play in Toronto again this year. I want you to know that. But we'll be back in Toronto at some point. Um, depends on how things go. We're hoping to be in Toronto, but could be in Buffalo. Or could be somewhere else. We'll figure, we'll figure that out in the coming weeks, I'm sure. Our offer is a good number. We're going to offer you four years, $100 million. So you get uh, $25 million a year. And if you wanted it uh, built in after year three, some sort of deal where you can maybe walk after three and opt out, um, that's your call. If you want to add that, we are more than happy to do that. We think you'd fit in with Vlad Jr., uh, Bo Bichette, um, Kevin Biggio can move around for you. He can, he can go play set, uh, left field. He's played. He can go play first. You can play first. We can be very flexible with our lineup, and we think we're building a really nice product here, and we'd love for you to be an addition. Uh, guys, that's really, I'm, I'm honored by the offer, especially you guys being a a divisional rival of, of my former, at least for now, former New York Yankees. So, uh, yeah, I will uh, consider this offer heavily, and I would like the opportunity to probably play with more established players as I'm getting up there in age. So let me know if you guys are, are adding anybody else. Absolutely. We definitely plan on it. Um, we will keep you updated with our free agent acquisitions. New York cool. Mets. New York Mets are calling. Steve, you going? DJ, how's it going today? Steve, my man. <laughs> DJ's the quietest person on earth until he talks to Steve. Going. <laughs> yep, we're we're excited to be talking to you. We're we're excited uh, to have the chance to with you know as we we just lost Robinson Cano, and we think you would One fit. <laughs> we think you'd fit in this lineup smooth, perfect. Um. We understand you might be getting bigger offers in the years, um, but we think that our offer in dollars will make up for that. We also just signed Trevor Bauer. I don't know if you heard that. Um, we would love the idea in the next week to uh, do a, like uh, a joint press conference, have the Mets back, big deal, we'll put a lot of production behind it. We will make you guys stars in New York. Um, you're ready to start in New York, but we'll make you have another another run at being a star in New York. 
So our offer is three years, $75 million, $25 million a year. We feel like that's a great number for you to fit right in our lineup in a nice way. Uh, like I said, you and Trevor. Um, we also have been doing this for our free agents. So we know you have a house in New York already. Um, if you wanted another one in a different area, we would love to pay for your housing. And um, yeah, and we also, uh, if you don't need a new house, which you may not, you lived in New York, we would like to take that money we're going to pay for your house and send it to whatever um, charity you'd like um, in the New York Mets name and your name. So you let us know and uh, we'll definitely hear back from you. So you think I'm only worth a million dollars more than, than Robinson Cano? Well, 25 mil a year, Cano got 24. And I had a significantly better year than him. I was third in the uh, MVP MVP vote in the American League, but I like to stay humble. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. Me personally, I think you are much more valuable than Robinson Cano. I didn't give Robinson Cano that contract. I wouldn't have given it to him. So I think a market value of 25 is something you're going to see as a max in this free agent. And that's not a knock on you. That still makes you, I believe, the highest paid second baseman or second paid, second highest paid second baseman. Um, you're up there. I don't know the exact number, but you're definitely up there. And we think that is fair market value. We think Robinson Cano is above market value. So uh, we'd love to get a deal done. Okay, that's okay. And uh, with the uh, second house or additional house, um, you know, I really like my seclusion and privacy. So maybe maybe a house in the in the woods upstate would be suitable for me. And then we could we could charter a, another helicopter because I was talking to or I Trevor mentioned it on Twitter that you were giving him a a helicopter. So I was I was hoping he didn't mention that on Twitter, but yeah. That's fine. Um, we'll work something out where you both can get your your private jets to the stadium. Awesome, guys. We'll be in touch. The New York Yankees are calling DJ LeMahieu. DJ, gosh. Ryan, what's going on? Yeah, I like when you call me only about my first name. Um, so, yeah, how's uh, free agents been going for you? So, I, I got a call from Uncle Stevie. He's offering me a, a house, a helicopter. Okay. And twenty-five mil a year, and the Cardinals came in with an offer too. So, this is got some offers going here. So you're going to need to step it up. This is why I voted no for Steve Cohen to become an owner. Um, so basically, our offer is we're not going to come near the dollars. I mean, we'll we'll be near the dollars. I don't want to say not going to come near the dollars, but we know you fit us last year. You were the perfect fit for us at the top of the order. You did everything we asked, and I think we put you in a position to succeed as well. I think we, as much as you put yourself in that position, we aided that. I think we were a perfect fit for each other. With that being said, we would like to offer you a four-year deal at $96 million total. That comes out to $24 million a year. Um, we think that's fair. We think we signed you at, I believe it was um, $13 million at the time on our first contract and you've made the most of your stay here. And we want you to continue with that and continue to be the perfect role model that you've been with this team and try to win a championship in here, you know, here in New York. We think we have the roster built to do so and we're hoping you hang around. I have a couple of thoughts here, guys. Um, 
I'm not I'm not a money guy, you know, money isn't everything. I'm not a materialistic guy, so the four million dollar difference isn't a huge deal to me. Uh but it's I don't know, it's a little bit of a sign of I'd say uh some disrespect because Uncle Stevie was was really saying that he thinks I'm like the best second baseman in baseball and wants to pay me like that and with the house and everything, um I don't know if there's there's something else you guys could do. If you could throw me an, an extra year, even at a maybe a lesser dollar amount, just for for some additional security, because I am I'm I'm 32 years old. So by four years, at the end of a four year contract, I'm I might not get another big money contract at that point. I may be a little past my prime. So we're comfortable throwing a fifth year in. Um, at the same dollar amount. So we would bring that to five years, 120 million. Um, we feel that we comfortable, but uh, we want something going into that fifth year. So we don't necessarily want a pure player option. We don't necessarily want a pure team option. I don't think that's fair to either party. But what we can say is we can build some sort of um, incentive-based option. So um, not too crazy, nothing like an MVP or anything like that, but build in something about uh, appearances in the All-Star game, um, top five finishes in the batting average in the American League. Uh, we could build some incentives in, and if you meet those incentives, which will make it so that it's, if you stay healthy, you should be crushing those incentives, then we'll get into that fifth year. We just don't want to be bogged down if um, something happens uh, with our team and we're not producing the way we thought, which we think we will, but we would just like a little security on that fifth year, not too much security where we're overwhelming the contract, but just enough security to uh, make us comfortable going a fifth year. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'd like to work on you, work on, work with you guys on the, uh, the incentives that would be in that contract. Yeah, like I, like I said, uh, BJ, uh, we don't want them too crazy. We want them just enough to, as long as you're playing the way you are right now, not even at that MVP level, just playing well enough. We, we think there'll be no issue hitting the incentives. Um, our, our guess on the incentives would be um, in the four-year span, make the all-star game three times, uh, finish top 10 in batting average each of those four years um, with the – We'll work on the how many games you'd have to play, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, we like the batting average incentive and the uh, incentive for the All-Star game. Okay. That's, uh, I will be in touch. Sounds good. So will DJ be narrowing down his search? Uh, we can eliminate the St. Louis Cardinals. I have, have no interest in being in a, a city like that. Toronto Blue Jays are calling back. DJ, we heard you got some offers from some teams. What are you, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really trying to be on a, a bona fide World Series contender, and I I think you guys are probably two or three years away unless you sign some major free agents here. So, the Mets, Uncle Stevie just told me he signed Trevor Bauer, and he's given him a helicopter and a free housing and the Yankees are giving me potentially a fifth year. So 
I don't think either of those offers are are going to be competed with by anyone else out there. So at this point, I will have to uh, regrettably narrow down my search to those two teams. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Click. Oh, I didn't even get a chance to respond. He didn't want to hear from Toronto. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. All right. So who, <laughs> who would DJ like to call next? Uh, let's call Uncle Stevie. DJ, how's it going today? Stevie! <laughs> what are you thinking? I heard, uh, I heard, uh, you've been, uh, basically telling everybody that can listen about the whole private jet thing, which I don't care about. It sounds awesome. But... I, I, I haven't been telling anybody. Trevor Bauer's just been tweeting about it from his, his Twitter account trying to get me on board here. He's been doing the, uh, Twitter recruitment of, a lot of guys for, for you guys. So good for you guys. Um, but the Yankees really offered me, they're offering me a fifth year with that add some security for me as well as some, some incentives that really push my performance and shows that they're really looking for, for greatness out of me. And that's what I expect of myself. I don't want to be a, a second fiddle to anybody. And while I don't like the spotlight, I like people to think of me as great. So, I don't know. It's, it's uh, a tough call. We understand the extra year is security for you. We didn't want to push past three years. Um, but I'm willing to throw in a fourth year. Can't go up to five. Um, there'll be no options with it. Um, there'll be some some stuff in the contract just based off uh, not getting hurt, your injury. Um, you're guaranteed the three years, 75. Um, the fourth year is just partially guaranteed based on injury, but you haven't had an injury history. So we're not too worried about that, but just some security for us. But yeah, we'll go four years, a hundred, uh, 25 on the last year, like all the other years. And yeah, borrowing something astronomical, you'd be getting paid a hundred million dollars by the different months. Okay. Uh, thank you guys. Um, I might need to have one more last conversation with Brian just to see where he's at. And yeah, I'll let you guys know. Sounds good. Brian Cashman calling. DJ, how's it going? Hi, Brian. Hey, how are you? It's going well. Uh, yeah. I talked to Stevie again, and he's going to add an extra year to the contract and a 25 mil a year. I'm just asking you guys just to come up in an extra million or two a year to push me over the edge. I don't want it to sound like I turned down more money, but I'm also not materialistic. So it, it would look better for everybody if we pushed pushed me over the the Uncle Stevie offer, just because it wouldn't, you, you know, the press here, the, the New York media, it would not look good if on the, the back cover of the Daily News, it said that Uncle Stevie offered the DJ more money for, for than the Yankees did, even though DJ was one of the best Yankees, if the best Yankee last year. So with all due respect, DJ, we love you as a player and not necessarily about the money going up. We feel strongly uh, that we are the New York Yankees. Uh, 27 world titles. Heard about that. How many? Uh, I forgot. 27. 27 world titles. But who who's second most? 
Cardinals? I think it's the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. It might be. They, yeah. they might have like 10. Yeah. 10 so, yeah, there's a pretty big discrepancy. You don't need to talk about it too um, much. Um, but so um, wait, you guys are that much better than everybody else? No. Historically? Just, I mean, a lot of yeah, – and I am – everyone knows Brian Cashman. I don't get pushed over. And this is not about not wanting to give you the money that you feel like you deserve and we feel like you deserve. This is more I mean, about – Is your, is your job on the line here? You haven't won a, a World Series in – in 11 years, just once since 2000. So I could be a big part of you guys getting over the edge. 100%. And we think we, we, we want you here. We want you to be doing this. Um, we just don't want to make it seem as if we're pushovers for future free agents. Um, we've never been in that situation before. We usually get who we want and we build a nice roster. So we're going to hold, hold firm on our offer. The only thing we'll do to adjust is we could take those incentives out and make that fifth year a pure player option, pure year decision, take the incentives out. Um, we don't want you to feel like we don't want you and we don't respect you, but at the same time, we want to feel like going forward, we could still be respected as a GM and organization. And I hope you can understand that. But like I said, fifth year, take the, make it a player option. And that's kind of where we're at. Uh, I, I appreciate that very much. And, and just because I want to be in Monument Park someday and have a, a retirement ceremony of my own um, at Yankee Stadium after winning multiple championships over the next couple of years with, with guys like a lot of exciting young pictures with like Debbie Garcia, who's some people say is Debbie the God, and uh, Clark Schmidt and Mike King. Um, Really, really excited for, for the future. And we can let guys like J.A. Hop go to Toronto and not me. Okay. So, so what you're saying is you want to be part of, if we make a big decision on a free agent, you'd like to be included in decisions. Yes, I want to be part of that and respected as one of the, the main guys in the next Yankees dynasty. That works for us. Are we considering this a deal? I, I think we I think we are. We consider this a deal. Until delivered. Would you like to call Stevie Cohen back? Uh yeah, I, I'll call Uncle Stevie. Okay, he can call him. He can call me. Uncle Stevie. Yeah, what's up? You ready to sign? Uh unfortunately I have some uh some bad news for you. Good news for me. We hung uh, up. Good news. We good hung up. We hung up. We heard bad news. Wow. Steve wow. Cohen Uncle doesn't. Stevie. Steve Cohen doesn't listen to bad news. He's he's came too far as a businessman. He doesn't take bad news. Wow. I, I was gonna say that I was going to uh, be willing to donate to the Mets' favorite charity as in as as a kind of extension of thanks, but I guess no. No, I don't. I don't, I don't I don't, uh, I don't think Stevie Cohen wanted to hear that. <laughs> All right. So DJ LeMay oh, gets five years, $125 million, No, $120 million. $120 million. $120 million. The fifth year is a full option for him. That's a player option. Yeah, those are the first two negotiations, and I think this is something that's going to stay in this podcast. Oh, I like, I like that a lot. I got to stop talking in the voice now, too. So. Yeah, you were uh, getting – 
getting yeah. back to normal voice here. You know what we're going to do for next week's episode? We will drop a poll on the On the Bump Twitter, wow. and you could pick what free agents you would like us to negotiate for. We'll pick two every week, um, as long as they haven't signed by the time we do them. And, yeah, so we'll, we'll drop a poll this week, and you guys can vote. That's how we'll do it. I like that. All right. Mock negotiations over. Quick little thing we want to do. We'll try to burn through, not burn through this, but get through it a little faster. It is uh, the top five uh, exciting players in the MLB. Not the best players, not the anything exciting, just exciting, energetic. You, you turn the TV on to watch them play. Um, Todd, would you like to start or do you want me to start? Uh, you can go for it. So my number five is Vladdy Jr. Um, I understand he hasn't hit that level of excellence yet. His statistics, but he's only in year three now. It'll be basically year two and a half, whatever you want to call it. But um, Vladdy's an exciting player to watch. He's a wagon. When he's out there, he's a blast. Crushes the ball. Tall him in the home run derby. He's a guy I would flip the TV on to watch when he's on. My number four, White Sox shortstop, Tim Anderson. T.A. He's exciting. Between the bat flips, um, between just always being on base. He's a guy that if you turn the game on, you see him up at bat, you're going to keep it on. Because if he hits one far, the pitcher's going to know about it. And I love that about baseball. Number three, Fernando Tatis Jr. That really speaks for itself. His stats backed it up this year. He was a monster. Playing on San Diego, which in itself is an exciting team. They can make the list by themselves. Uh, you know, Slam Diego this past year. Um, I love Tatis next to Machado. I think the energy is always there. Number two, Ronald Acuna, Atlanta Braves. Another energetic guy. Hits a ball a long way, and he'll make sure you know about it. Great defender, too. He's, he's, he's a much-watched guy in the field as well as batting. I think his energy and excitement is great for baseball, and he's part of that young crop. Number one, and I think it's non-negotiable, is Javier Baez. Javier Baez is a guy, and maybe non-negotiable for me. I shouldn't say it's in a hole, but I will watch a whole Cubs game just to watch Javier Baez. He is so energetic. When he made that play, I believe it was in the World Baseball Classic, the throwdown from Yadier, and he was literally pointing at Yadier as he caught it and made the tag. Um, Sean real play. I love his energy. He can play any position. His arm is just unbelievable. And um, I love Javier Baez. He is my number one most exciting player in the MLB. Todd, thoughts? So I don't really rank. I got to stop talking in the deep voice. We got to, like, bring it back. I didn't really rank these guys, but I just came up with a list kind of just off the top of my head who who I would normally turn on a, a game for to see their bat. One guy's pretty recent because of his postseason success, and that's Randy, Randy or Rosarena. Um, I think he's going to be a star in this league. He obviously, Yankee fans got to know him pretty well, and basically, well, every team in the playoffs got to know him pretty well because he had one of the best playoffs ever. So, and with millions of eyes all watching the same couple of baseball teams over a month or so, it it gained him a lot of fans. He hits the ball a mile. He's, his antics are fun. Um, and actually, because I said that, I'm going to go with another Rays guy instead of a guy I had on my list. G-Man Choi. 
<laughs> G-Man's pretty fun. His reactions in the dugout are fun. He also hits the ball a mile. Um, surprisingly, he, he's got some trash talk. You, you hear him. You see, you see his antics. After he beat, the Rays beat the Yankees, he was pretty animated. Um, surprisingly, also very good defensive first baseman. If you, if you watch him, maybe not very good. Maybe that's being a little, a little too nice. But he always makes it interesting there. And yeah, he's a guy to also like to see have a have a bright future in this league. Then after that, and this is based off 2019's World Series run and the fact that he's one of the best young players in baseball, still is Juan Soto. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. He's still only like. 2021 so he's gonna have years and years and years and years and we kind of thought when Bryce Harper was gone from the Nationals that was kind of going to be the end of them and they retooled pretty quickly with a lot of young talent and we saw towards the end of the 2020 season that they started to click a little bit there I think if there had been you know maybe 20 more games they might have made the playoffs so yeah that was one that I Juan Soto's in the mix I left Soto out uh, by accident. I forgot about Soto. He probably would have made it over Vladdy for me. If we had a if we had a top ten. Yeah. Maybe. Next two guys. First guy I'm going to name here is not going to shock anybody listening to this. Aaron Judge, what he does not in the exciting. field. He's not exciting. How is he not exciting? He's adult. As, everything he does in the field, he's built like a tight end. And he plays gold glove right field. He hits Fine. the ball a thousand yards. Fine. He's the quintessential baseball player that every young kid would look up to. They want someone who makes spectacular plays and who can hit the ball a thousand yards. And he can do both of those. Next on my list, well, when he's healthy. So that's one criticism I have of him. Mm-hmm. Final guy on here, I have Mookie Betts. Um, very happy that he's not on the Boston Red Sox anymore. Um, I'm also glad that Trevor Bauer didn't receive a good offer from from the Boston Red Sox because I didn't want to have to mock Trevor Bauer and and be biased there and just not take the offer even if it was something something ridiculously better. So glad about that. Mookie, kind of similar to Judge, but probably a little more not probably, he's more athletic in terms of what he can do in the field. He's faster. He's kind of, he's not built like a power hitter, but he has power, which leaves you a little surprised with some of his at-bats, at least for the casual fan. We expect him to be able to do what he does, but if you turned on the TV and saw Mookie Betts, alongside, you know, like Cody Bellinger and Aaron Judges and guys like that, you wouldn't look at him and say, oh, he's the best player in baseball. But when you see him in action, it's pretty clear he's one of the best players in baseball. So had to throw him on there. Glad he's not in the Red Sox and excited to watch him and be able to be happy when he does something good. I'm surprised maybe you didn't do it because I picked it, but I'm, I'm surprised Javier Baez would pick I got to be honest, I don't watch a ton of the Cubs. Mm, that's fair. It's just not a team I, I focus on, really. I'm more 
you know me. You're you're a National League guy. I'm more of an American League guy. Also, I'm that's a why big... these names are American League, except I'm, for Juan Soto. I'm a big guy that when I like, when I'm doing something, when I'm writing an article or I'm doing something on my laptop, I'll put um, just baseball highlights in the background, and sometimes, most of the time, I'll put Javier Baez highlights on because he, between the playoff runs he had and the plays he made, I did the World Baseball Classic. I just I, I love that guy, but uh, yeah, that was a. We're gonna try to do that too as the offseason goes on. Some like top five lists, some some fun, most exciting players, uh, like best names in baseball, stuff like that. So you know, silly stuff, but fun offseason stuff. Um, sticking with, I wouldn't say fun offseason stuff, but I guess it falls in the offseason. We have Thanksgiving coming up this week. Oh, yeah. You'll be hearing it two days before Thanksgiving. Uh, so with Thanksgiving coming up. And as you know, Thanksgiving, you, you know, you go with your family, your friends, hopefully not too many people this year, and you sit around a table and you all tell stories and you eat your food and have a blast. So we decided to build our own Thanksgiving table here for the On the Bump. And we each created our own table of people. Uh, people could be fictional people, whatever you want. And a weird okay. place weird place that they may uh be in so todd i'm going to start with your thanksgiving table so the first guy here might come as a little surprise it's uncle stevie um i just love to hear his thoughts on baseball um you know he's also had it quite an interesting life it would be interesting to hear and he actually has been you know he goes back to the polo grounds with the Mets. He was, I saw some video where he was saying he was seven years old at the polo grounds watching, watching, you know, like Duke Snyder and those guys and with the Mets and being a part of that. So I think he probably is very knowledgeable about baseball just in general too, just like a general history of baseball. So would be excited to sit down with him. And also maybe try and convince him to buy either or both of the Jets and the Knicks. Next guy on here, Yogi Berra. Uh, wanted one old-time Yankee at this, at this table. Torn between Yogi and Joe DiMaggio, although Joe, I think, wouldn't be as willing to kind of be as talkative and, and share his stories. I think Yogi would be the guy if you, you asked him what happened and what game in 1954 he would he would talk about it and have some some funny story along with it so he would be like the grandpa at the table that you're just like listening to all his old stories as you're kind of half asleep on tryptophan from the from the turkey so would be excited to not exciting because i'd be half asleep but would be cool to hear from him next guy on my list a guy that most Yankees fans, your regular visitors of Yankee Stadium, know well. And I threw this name out here before to the chat, and producer Bob said he should be the one to cut the turkey. Um, that's Cracker Jack guy. It, if you know Cracker Jack guy from Yankee Stadium, he likes to shout Cracker Jack really loudly, like a thousand times that that level. And you could be on one end of the stadium and Cracker Jack guys on the other, and you can hear him and kind of pinpoint him to a certain section. So I think he would add some, some added pizzazz to 
to the Thanksgiving table. The last guy on here, while he's not beloved by Yankees fans, he's been great in the booth. And I think he would just be a fun addition. He'd be, he's also a knowledgeable baseball guy. And I think he'd be someone who's would be willing to talk to everybody at that table and kind of facilitate the conversation, kind of make it one big conversation instead of like at some Thanksgiving tables, you have like multiple conversations going on. A-Rod. A-Rod would kind of gel all of this together, play that like commentator, moderator role and be there to kind of make all the conversations one. And the place where this would all be happening would be in the bathroom at the dugout in the Bronx for the fans there. They know for the fans, they know that at the dugout, there's a big room in the back where for the fans or where you, there's just a screen. I think you said bathroom. I was like bathroom. Bathroom. Back. Back. No, back room. Back room. Back yeah, back room. room. Gotcha. There's okay. a back room that has a bar. Mm. There's also okay, a giant like projector yeah. screen, and there's yeah. also a window to to the Taco Bell next door that you can order Taco Bell directly within what is the that? bar. So if you're feeling a little hungry after Thanksgiving dinner and you're yeah, sitting around nice. the table, which you're probably not, but not. maybe you wanna you wanna add a, a, a Doritos Locos tacos to the mix there, and well, the, yeah. small story. I had a friend, I won't mention his name, I don't embarrass him. Um, we all came back, it was Thanksgiving. We ate our Thanksgiving meal, left Thanksgiving, went home. And when we got home, we all called each other, went out for drinks and got to the bar and he ordered a full pizza and ate the whole thing after having Thanksgiving meal and made us all sick oh, to our oh. stomach. Yeah, so and someone may want to talk about after they uh, sit around Thanksgiving table at Yankee Stadium. My Thanksgiving, um, interesting thing here. I'm going to start. Now, this one was an option for me. It could have been Ron Darling or Keith Hernandez. Either one to me would suit nicely. I think Keith Hernandez's stories would be a little more fun uh, because he dabbled with uh, some stuff back in his day. And I think he would have some awesome story, awesome stories. And so Keith Hernandez is on my list over Ron Darling. It's close, though. Keith Hernandez, love the guy. Second guy for me is Bobby. Valentine. Okay. He is all energy. He is all energy. And he's a guy that I think can be perfect for a table. He would talk with Keith Hernandez endlessly. Love it. Third guy, Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Another guy that brings energy. He can definitely cut the turkey. He definitely knows how to cut the turkey. He knows how to cook probably better than most of us being Hispanic, being a big guy. He probably is just great. Um, Love Big Poppy. Put him on the list. Number four is Trevor Bauer. Um, he's so fun. You watch his tweets. He's a blast. And I think he would, the stories that, because I've watched, he has a mini series on YouTube where he has like baseball players, baseball writers, baseball commentators, and they all sit around and talk. So he already does that. And they're all perfect. So I think the stories would simply be awesome. And I love that. Now for the setting. Now, most Met fans will know this. Other, others might not. When you're parking at City Field, there's a little, uh, I don't call it an alley, but it's a little underpass that goes under a bridge, and it's $10 parking. And everyone loves it because it's $10 parking. Kind of kept secret, so I hope I'm not being too loud about it. Um, 
but it's under an, an overpass. So I would like to set a little table up under the overpass <laughs> and let everyone have their Thanksgiving meal under there. And I think it Thanksgiving would Thanksgiving under an overpass. Yep. I think it'd be a blast. I think it'd be real. I think it'd be authentic. So, uh, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my Thanksgiving meal. Thanksgiving under an overpass with Bobby V. Absolutely. And Thanksgiving's full of, uh, Thanksgiving. I don't, I just, now this is live guys. This is live. I lost my brain in that moment. My brain completely left my head. What I, I, wanted, my screen froze. what I wanted to say was Thanksgiving is full of history. And as we know, Todd loves his baseball history. Oh yeah. So Todd, what do you got for us? So a lot of the, a lot of the history this time of year, when you look at the baseball history is all about like MVP votes, Cy Young's, who's winning what award, what year, which like, it's not really significant anniversaries or this days in history because that's something that happens every year. One thing I saw, I think, and these are things that happen throughout the, the upcoming week. So basically anything from November 22nd to the 27th. 1870, Thanksgiving was apparently what they did in the city was there was in New York City was there was like one big day that was basically the closing of baseball season throughout the city where like everyone would get on the baseball fields play play one last game and mm, okay say say goodbye for the winter I guess okay. so when I looked more into or when I read about this a little more there was a an excerpt that said the ball tossers will have a great deal of exciting sport. So with a great deal of exciting sport on Thanksgiving day, 1870 in New York city, as all the fans or all the players, amateur players, professional players got on the field one last time. So what you're you're saying is you would like us to have Thursday, you want you want us to have a what was it a great deal of exciting sport this Thursday? Yeah, which I guess there will be a great deal of exciting sport on Thursday because Thanksgiving football. But maybe maybe we should make it a baseball thing. Maybe we should extend the baseball season and have let's the World Series be on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Yeah, let's all go play baseball. Imagine being at Yankee Stadium on Thanksgiving. Go from one to four. Go home. Have a like five o'clock turkey dinner and fall asleep. Like the baseball be field, probably, the baseball feels like rock solid right now. It's so cool. And they they'd figure it out. Okay. All right, cool. Two thousand nine, this is more of a shorter one, but let me guess. Can I guess? No, not the World Series. No, 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 no. That wasn't my guess. My guess was gonna be something to do with free agency. No. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Bob Shepard retired as the voice of the Yankees. He'd been the voice, the PA announcer for like 50 plus years, something crazy. He was like 98 years old or whatever when he retired. He is best known for his, his Derek Jeter call, his, where he would go now batting number two, Derek Cheetah, hmm. number two. He would always say the player's number, the player's name, and then the player's number again. 
So everyone there would know exactly what player, what number. And that probably came to be because the Yankees, as we know, do not have player num- or player names on the back of their jerseys. It's a longstanding tradition because the Yankees are bigger than one player. It's more about the pinstripes on the front than there is the name on the back. I don't so want to be... He was a big part of the Yankees culture. I don't want to Debbie down Bob Shepard. I know Yankee fans love him. And Wow. Uh, roasting Bob Shepard. I don't, don't want to be roasting well. him either. But can't announce... Like, not announcers like play-by-play, but the stadium announcers, can't they just do it once in the beginning of the season and then play the recording every time? It's possible, but there's also things that happen across innings, things of that nature. I know now in Yankee Stadium, they, they of course, too. did – they do that after after Bob Shepard had retired and Derek Jeter was still playing. Yeah. They still had Bob Shepard's voice come up when Derek Jeter came up. And there are also different announcements that still go on at the stadium that are in Bob Shepard's voice because they obviously recorded him and – have have that on file. Great stuff. Last thing here, 1947. Wow. Joe DiMaggio edged out Ted Williams for the MVP, despite Ted Williams having a a better season statistically. I think he had, I think I read it was like 30 homers, something like 160 RBIs, and a batting average that was over 300. Where Joe DiMaggio had like. 20 homers, and I don't think he even had 100 RBIs that year. So somehow Joe DiMaggio won the MVP. I believe it was by one vote, and it could be a little bit of the the New York bias that everyone likes to likes to talk about. But there were a couple instances across time. You even look at I believe it was 1941 when Joe DiMaggio had the 56 game hit streak, and that same year Ted Williams hit over 400. I think he hit 406 or something like that. So two of the greatest individual seasons in baseball history happened in the same season. So what you're saying is that Joe DiMaggio's 56-game hit streak year, that um, it's a little overrated. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying those are two of the best, two of the best individual performances happened the same season. You could have argued for either one being being the, the MVP that year in 1941, but I believe Joe won it that year too. But 1947, Joe probably shouldn't have won it. That award should have gone to Ted Williams. Another great history with Todd. History with Big Toddy G. I think oh, yeah. I don't want to speak too highly because I think Everyone can talk about it themselves. I think this was a phenomenal episode. I think it was one of our Loved best. It. I think it was one of our best. And yeah, like I said, the poll will be out this week for uh, uh, for next week's free agents. We'll do it probably simultaneously with dropping the episode. And yeah, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your family. Be safe and enjoy the holiday. And we will talk to you next week. See you guys next week. See you guys.